And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? Uh, very well. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm excited to talk to you. Looks like you're in a studio by that baffle hanging behind your head. Yeah, it's, it's probably incorrectly uh placed but yeah I, i'm in a little i'm in a little box that i spend all my time in oh yeah. yeah uh where is that that's in louisville kentucky oh really yeah i like louisville who doesn't though yeah it's great it's a good place to live and a good place to escape as well yeah D yeah did you grow up there i grew up in I was born in Lexington, Kentucky, which is about an hour east of here, and then grew up in a really small town called Elizabethtown that is about an hour south of here. But uh, my family's all from Louisville, oh, going okay. back generations. So once you know, I graduated from high school, moved back up here, and been here ever since. Yeah, were you a teen in Lexington? No, I was uh, eight when I moved oh, out of there into yeah. a small town. Mm -hmm. when did that start driving you crazy what age were you where you were like fuck this fucking small town or were yeah you? i mean <laughs> probably i guess when when we could drive really yeah. you know i mean but it was so close it, it it was it's 45 minutes from louisville so as soon as i discovered there were bands yeah and shows we were just up and back constantly in a way that kind of boggles my mind now because my mom still lives there the town's called elizabethtown mm -hmm. and when i drive down there i'm like god this takes forever <laughs> right but back then when you were 16 you could just go back and forth three times a day yeah if you needed to yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. But I'm really, I'm actually super thankful for that weird insular upbringing and, and learning to like create my own thing yeah. by being unaffected by other stuff. Yeah. Ultimately I am too. I grew up in a very small town in Northern California and uh, okay. had to figure things out. Yeah. <laughs> had to be resourceful. Um, right. So it sounds like you went to shows in your formative years. What what were you watching back then when you were a kid going to Louisville shows? I was a Discord Records fanatic. Oh, right? you were. Like that was, yeah, yeah. So that I had, I discovered all that stuff before I realized there were local bands. I, mm -hmm. I didn't have any concept that bands existed in Louisville. I, I guess I just thought they were in big, mm. big cities, probably coastal right. cities. So my first show was a Jawbox show oh, in '93, maybe, and and then around that time I discovered there was a really fertile local scene in Louisville. But yeah, that was yeah, just the classics like uh, you know SST, Discord, Caroline, and then you know Matador emerge and just all that some touch and go, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Caroline, I wonder what's. I wonder where that catalog is. I, I mean, I'm I assuming know. it's dispersed yeah. to a million people, but I'd kind of like to take a glance at the Caroline catalog. <laughs> right. I'll go downstairs and look at one of my record jackets that has the catalog on it. <laughs> right. Like for me, it was like the misfits and bad brains and, and yeah. just, and then there would just be weird, odd stuff on Caroline. Yeah. It was in my local mall. So yeah. yeah, luckily I found it. How, how else, um, was music in your life? Were, were you playing? Did you have formal training? Did you just pick an instrument up? Uh, no real training. I played, I think my mom said when I was five, I tried the Suzuki violin method, but I was allergic to cats back then. And the teacher had a bunch of cats, so that didn't last long. And mm. then in middle school, I played alto saxophone in band for a couple years. But then when I was 15, I, I got a guitar and just started writing songs didn't didn't know anything still don't you know just right just it's a tool to make songs and that's what it's always been right well you've successfully made another wonderful set of songs the new photo crime record on artifact records yes the record is called accelerated sorry i got my words all jumbled up there um and um i recently familiarized myself with the photo crime catalog which You've been prolific in a short amount of time. You guys have released a lot of records. And and I and I, you know, as much as I as I, as I could in a short amount of time, I kind of can see a quick evolution. And this this new record is of course pretty synth heavy, dark dance pop. But in my brief education here, it seems to be the poppiest and at the same time the most cinematic record to my ears. And the weird thing to me about that is, as probably a lot of people do, I equate cinematic with maybe less vocals, but there's a lot of vocals, there's a lot of melody in this, and it somehow still perseveres this cinematic quality. And I think this record is richer in melody than, than the rest of them. And lastly, <laughs> I will say maybe the darkest. So I think I, it seems okay. like you've reached the, the hill or, or the, hopefully there's more hills, but you've reached the yeah. top of the mountain maybe. Um, how does this record feel different to you or does it feel different? It does. 
as you probably know from being a musician, it's like you make you make music and you have all these concepts, and then by the time it it comes out, all those concepts have kind of dissipated in your brain. Sometimes I feel like I need to write a new mission, like write the mission statement as I go along, so I can remember mm-hmm. because the greatest thing is it just becomes what it is and all those little ingredients you put together dissipate and um but this one a lot of things like the the previous record was i didn't intend it to be i didn't think it was but the previous record heart of crime was absolutely my pandemic record i mm-hmm. it was the first record i recorded entirely on my own set up a studio in my house and then kind of graduated to building my own little studio and brought in a couple of friends that have been in the band and off and on that we've been friends with friends and bandmates for a very long time, Nick and Will, I brought them in as full members of photo crime. And we made this whole record here in my studio. So yeah, it's great to hear like about the vocals because I did approach them very differently, thought a lot more about the melodies, tried to strip down the songs in their, their very embryonic stage to just classic chord progressions. Right. Uh, there's a lot of layering and electronics and all that kind of stuff, but still make sure that the 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 classic chord progression of a s- well-written song is is the basis for everything. Right. And then elements like there are segues that kind of tie songs together. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, does every musician see a, a movie in their head when they write a song? Right. I don't know. But, I, I know. Yeah, I, do, do you? Uh. I kind of do, but I'm I'm yeah. a I'm a on the amateur side of ultimate songwriting. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, but I, I do. I mean, that's my actual vehicle. I don't know if it's a crutch, okay. but yeah, I think yeah. that's my motivation typically. Right, M- mine too. So so photo crime is as much based on cinematic ideas mm-hmm. of film noir. You know, maybe some seventies new Hollywood kind of stuff and just all those different things that I love in film, which is, I might be as passionate about as I am music. And then also some elements of, of literature and and all that. So to me, it's this, this thing that's somehow like fifties Americana rockabilly Douglas Cirque melodramas meets this concrete cold, cold war. Yeah. Wings of Desire, German Wave, you know, stuff. So it's like those two things, and that's what I want out of it. And so every song is a little movie, you know, every in my right. mind. And and hopefully there's a story there that that takes the listener to that place in their imagination. And uh that's the goal. And it, it's great to hear that it translates because yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's your own little fantasy world, you know, and right. you, you put it out there and it's, it's hard to know whether that fantasy translates or not all the time. Right. And a lot of people still are saying, I'm talking to people about their new records and a lot of people now are saying, or still saying, this is kind of the pandemic record for a variety of reasons, just practicality, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I think you've, you're an indicator that we're getting over that hump. You've got the post pandemic record or what however you want to put it um lyrically could you put your finger on how this record might be different from the previous one 
lyrically is harder to say for me. I'm trying to think of like the themes on the previous record. I can really see in terms of actuality, like the last photo crime record came out in August, 2021 mm-hmm. and we started going on tour. So it was like, you know, we were, we were venturing out a little bit. Some yeah. things were canceled. We were <laughs> navigating it last year. We got out a little more. We went back to Europe for the first time since it all happened. So this one does feel like, okay, we're a band again. This is, these are songs inspired by being on tour. These are right. demos we listen to on tour. But it is interesting that lyrically there are still some things that I am dealing with that happened at the time. Um, my cousin, who was a drummer who was uh, four years younger than me, he died a month into the pandemic. He, uh, We'd been in bands together and grew up very close. And he kind of discovered punk and indie rock and all that stuff through me. And... Uh, he was an addict and, and, and was on the right track, but lost his job when oh, things boy. shut down yeah. and immediately relapsed. And so there's songs about that on the previous record. And then as I was writing, I'm just like, it's still there, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, and so that that's in there. And then, um, there, there, there's, there are these echoes that keep reverberating, right. Yeah. And, and you're, you're moving out of it. And, uh, I also find myself like really, angry in a in a class warfare kind of sense mm-hmm. often and that's kind of injected into the record here and yeah. there uh yeah so it's all it's all you know <laughs> mixing around there in the blender and pops out in right. different ways well i'd like to play um accelerated is that cool to you absolutely all right let's do it Stronger. 
song's more of a journey than I remembered. That's a great tune. Thank you very much. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how you do make these records. You you said that you've sort of more concretely incorporated a couple people on this record. Um, what was your process with making this record? Do you write demos in your studio? Do you have them over? Do you, you send files around? I have them over. They're, they're both local and we're very fortunate to have this little, you know, Louisville community of musicians. And for this, it's pretty insular. Uh, my brother also is a musician and uh, Nick, our guitar player, is in a band called Young Widows with my brother and our bass player, Will, and I do another band. So we all kind of do all these things. And and so it ends up being this, this really neat little tight knit community. And so as I write the songs, I demo them, but also it might just be a a little like, you know, willowy bit of an idea. Mm -hmm. And you just keep coming back to that and seeing where that goes. And sometimes that idea never comes to a point where I feel like I can sing on it or whatever. But generally I, I kind of build the songs from the ground up for a long, long time. I've been writing songs first based on the beat and yeah. the bass line because I generally prefer guitar in a in a textural way versus a riffy type of thing. Like I want the chord progression to be there even if the chords aren't being played, right? Like the you know Yeah, the, I feel oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I do is pull out all these different various drum machines I have and start exploring the textures and, and pulling a, a snare off of one or a kick off of another and and often find this bit of something that resonates with me. Like with Accelerated, there's a, a guitar loop that was, was spliced into a repeating loop. And then these Simmons electronic toms. Yeah. I was wondering play, if, that's, you know. if that's what that was. I mean, you can get <laughs> yes. that sample, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not a purist, but I find that the the real things just sound better. I, I, yeah. I don't like software synths, really, because I like turning knobs. Yeah. I don't know. There's something without sounding like an old geezer. I think the mystery is, is it's, you know, it's being plugged in. It's got slightly different uh, frequency to it. The power is slightly different. It, you know, it's... That's yeah. what makes it different because everything else is sampled. I mean, really, right? <laughs> and there might be a, there might be a ground hum you have to compensate for, right? Or, or not? You know, it's it's right. <laughs> it, it's surprising to me how many of the drum machines, when I just plug them in straight, how truly shitty they sound. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's why he you hated know, and, them for years. <laughs> right, and and then you see, well, this is why they sounded awesome on some four track minimal synth thing because. They were going into a really rudimentary recording software that really grimied this thing up. Yeah. And so that process is great to me. I use a lot of tape delays because I find like, even if I, you know, a guitar just always sounds nice hitting tape. So the sure. tape delay always is almost always being used. And so I, I write the songs and then get them to a point where I can take them to my bandmates and have them, you know, work to their talents. Will is a really great bass player and writes great bass ideas. And so I bring the song to him and he comes up with that part. You know, Nick's an amazing guitar player. Both these guys are like, feel like real musicians where I just feel like a song creator, like they can pick things up really fast. Yeah. And, um, and I get their input on arranging and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a weird process because it's fast and that I think 
they get back to the song in the end and they don't remember <laughs> they don't remember playing on it sometimes <laughs> you know they're like what's this one but when something is ultimately your own project like this is you know it's it's my thing in the end i want their input and as long as i feel like i'm getting it and they feel like they're a part of it whatever the the means are that justify that end yeah is really cool and and it still feels like a camaraderie. I want somebody in here. I don't want to be completely isolated in this box. Yeah. Making music in a total vacuum. It gets lonely. Yeah. Well, all of these things yielded a great record. Congratulations. It's cool. Thank it's you. A, Thank you. It's a great lesson. And it seems like your output is so prolific. You don't uh I don't take you as someone that is going to stop doing this. Probably not. I want to do it as long as possible. I mean, I I dream of those days like when the Ramones releasing an album every six months or the Beatles or whatever. It's like, I, it's weird because maybe we're there. Maybe it's a different generation is there where they release music digitally constantly. Yeah. And maybe that's something I need to adapt to because I really like making music and I like the process and I hate waiting for it. And I don't like, I, I love this part of it. I love talking to people, but I don't like the the promoting the way that it's promoted sure. now, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? I, gotcha. I mean, nobody does, yeah, really, no I one guess. Does. But yeah, so <laughs> uh, I just want to make and make and make, but I, I realize that like the world only has so much capacity to process anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't have any plans of stopping, but I always have those thoughts, especially on tour of, of like, okay, when I'm 65, can I... Pull my guitar case and pedal board <laughs> up five flights of concrete steps in Germany to get to the place I'm staying or like, you know, just that kind of stuff. Like, I don't see how people do it who aren't huge rock stars. Yeah. They're probably staying in the same hotel I'm in with like the worst back pain in the morning. <laughs> like if you're, if you're 70 years old, I just don't see how it's possible, yeah. you know? Well, we'll see. Modern yeah. medicine. Right. Exactly. Stem cells. Yeah. <laughs> at the show yeah well in addition to uh writing and recording music you do a couple other things you're a bit of a hyphenate i'd say well yeah i uh i own this site called shirtkiller.com that is like uh it's an online store for a huge variety of bands and i've done that for close to 20 years now oh. and i'm like the official online store for for Slint and who's Slint? Oh, <laughs> I uh, I know you were in Blackheart at some point. Yeah. I sell some some Blackheart stuff. Oh, I know right. Paul and, and yeah, Paul's on the uh, the previous Photo Crime record actually on a song. Oh God, because there's a song on the new record, and I was like, Paul. Like, this reminds me so much of Paul. I can't remember what song it is, but it's something on the new record. We are we are big fans of Blackheart. Yeah, and uh, and. Uh, so yeah, Sure Killer does this, this, it's really awesome. It's like, I work with a lot of active bands, a lot of active heavy bands like Thou and The Body and uh, Mono from Japan. And then I do a lot of what you might call legacy bands. Like I do Dag Nasty and oh, okay. uh, Jawbox and Shudder to Think. And so it's this neat thing of working with my friends that I know from tour and all my years and also getting, it feels like playing with toys. It's like mm -hmm. I bring on a, a band I love and they send me all their artwork and I recreate their shirts and, and it's, it's so fun. It's like, I bet. it's like, yeah, like, uh, 
and it's reached a point where, you know, I'm a pretty like humble guy, you know, I'm always kind of got like an underdog mentality. I think maybe from growing up in a small town and every once in a while I realize with this business that it's, it's pretty damn respectable, you know, right. yeah. uh, there's this band called seaweed that was on sub pop yeah. from Tacoma and I grew up loving them yeah. and they just popped into my head one day. And I tracked them down and wrote them. And then by the end of the day, they were like, yeah, let's do a store. And we're launching that soon. Oh, that's great. And yeah, so that that kind of thing is just so exciting and, and I, um, really fulfilling. So I do that. And then I also have a store brand type thing called Cat Magic Punks that evolved from some shirts I made from my previous band that had my cats on them. And they became mm -hmm. really, really popular. And I thought, well, maybe I should just make shirts with just my art with with my cats and other cats on it and i started doing that and it did pretty well and then as that went along i started to kind of inject like you know socio-political messages like i have a shirt that is called claws and it's cat lovers against white supremacy and it was one of those weird little things that popped in my head that you couldn't believe didn't exist already yeah yeah and it just became like like massive, like way bigger than anything I've ever done musically. It's like, all right. I see photos all the time. It, it's, it's, it, it raises money for anti-racist groups. It, it's raised a ton of money. That's uh, great. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's great. Oh, my, my pleasure. So all that's super awesome. So basically I just work in art and music all the time. And, and I have for a long, long time. It's really amazing. I've just, from being a kid that started working at like a local indie label when I was maybe 20 or 21, I've completely forged this path. that's like, you know, outside of the mainstream and on my own terms. And it's, right. it's super cool. And yeah, enables me to do all this music stuff all the time. That's it's, great, it's man. It's really amazing. Yeah. You've got that DC industrious vibe too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge thing. I remember having this kind of revelation when I was working at that label when I was a kid and, and thinking chances are I'm never going to make a living as a musician. Most of the bands I love are pretty unknown and I need to do something else to make this all, all work. Right. Right. And and to make it part of the community and part of, of this overarching idea. So I don't, I'm unbelievably, I was able to, to yeah, make that happen. You did. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to come full circle, you told me at the beginning of this, that you were allergic to cats and that went I away. Was, yeah. Yeah. When my, when I met my, uh, partner, she had two cats and that was, uh, that was a long time ago, but when I first started hanging out with her, I just, took a, like a Claritin every day <laughs> I would be around the cats and the, and the allergy went away and, and then I lived with those cats for a long, long time. And yeah, no allergy at all. It's, it's pretty wild. Amazing for love. Yeah, but Your allergy went away for love. <laughs> yeah. I had never pet a cat before her cats <laughs> because it was just like straight up allergy attack. Wow. So it was kind of wild. That's, yeah. that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, what about touring? You you have some touring this year? Yes. We're uh, getting ready to go on tour. We start a tour at the end of August, doing the States and Canada throughout the fall, and then go to Europe for a short thing in December, and then more next year. So, All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of anyone who gets to go to Europe. I haven't been in too long. 
even if it's 50 concrete stairs and a sleeping right. bag and a dirty floor. Well, maybe I'd At its I'd worst, it's still, it's still great. Yeah, even when, even when it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not saying that you're doing that, but that's just, you know, that's a black heart memory right there. Nice. Very nice. Um, well, good luck on your tour and travel safe out there. And if you come to Seattle, I'm going to come out and check you all out. Okay. Thank you. And next time in Louisville, I'm going to bother you. Yeah, G please do. Give me Absolutely. a tour. I will. All right, man. Well, it was great to talk to you, and congrats on this record again. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. Bye.
all succumb to our name. 